Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Farnley Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and we are recording episode 93 of the 1-1 Your West Australian Racing Podcast. It is uh, just after 11.30am on Thursday, the 9th of September. Northern in action this afternoon. Belmont and its Carnarvon Cup Day this Saturday. And don't forget, we are back racing at Historic York on Sunday. Are you looking forward to getting your... Getting sinking your teeth into a bit of York form, Terry? I have missed York. I oh. have missed York. It's one of my uh, absolute favourites. They're 46 pluses, 52 pluses. It gives the opportunities for those type of horses um, who just can't be placed well. Like there might be a class five with a rating of 52 mm-hmm. or something. It's Yeah, it's a real uh, – it's, it's, really, it's what the rating system should be. Uh, there are some really great over the journey. There have been – I reckon there have definitely been some of my biggest moves betting-wise. I've had – countless 20 into four dollar pop like because yeah horses are just um mismarked great place to bet great place to bet probably won't like it as much on sunday arvo though okay so for those of you who missed our full edition we had jay jay rooney on from the west australian terrific chat terrific bloke and um in the meantime we just asked him to step outside in uh because we're, we're all about fairness and equity no, I love equity. In here at the uh, equity, that's probably not the right word, uh, at uh, the 1-1. So we have a uh, very important edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind coming up with Brad McManus going for three straight and Jay Rooney has has, Rooney. Uh, has uh, decided to stick around and have a crack at the title. But uh, in order for um, it to be a level playing field, we had to ask Jay just to remove himself and go sit in his car and await our phone call, Terry. So he's just he's out there waiting at the moment. But um, looking forward to getting stuck into another edition of the Mastermind. Wouldn't have minded removing myself from the punt last Saturday, BJ. Blood bar. <laughs> hey, blood bar. Uh, actually, no, it actually wasn't. It was just more all the all the specials. We have to touch on that, I reckon, just before we get into the preview quickly, because that okay. was um, that was something different, I reckon, from a punting point of view. We we all aligned with horses like La Farola and Campisi and. Um, Roman and Roman Flirt, I think they were probably the major three. Everyone got General Grant was the one that won. That's probably the one I was least confident of the four mm. about. Um, but I think it's one just by important. a breath too. It's important to note, um, and a drifting, mm. they drifted like the wind. Um, it's important to note that that fence was just, it was just crazy. Damn, and mate. the smart rides and the well drawn horses won the races. Um, the ride of the day is Willie Pike on. Roy Rogers, Fangio. I mean, you can say whatever you want, but that, yeah, if you settle on the fence and you're all getting off the fence and allowing it through <laughs> on a day where the fence is plus, and this, you might think this is wild. The fence was plus five lengths. Hard on that fence was plus five lengths. Horses were just looming up and peaking. It was, um, what, oh, what? and then we saw, and then we saw it even worse yesterday at 13 meters. So it's, uh, um, probably gate one won the last four races yesterday. Yeah, and it was just some very yeah. It was just a day you wanted to be on the fence and um, and rolling and um, how would, tell you what, how, would Pete, we, how would Pete I McCormick we be dealing with these hot rails, cold rails? He'd just be right? upset that I'm talking about it. I reckon <laughs> more than anything. But, Shout um, out to Pete. Yeah, no, it was uh, just just uh, a little bit frustrating and. Um, yeah, and it got a bit more frustrating with uh, – I have to tell you the story. So okay. obviously I've had a last two races and we're heading in and I had a good result picture perfect. As I said, I'm going to back the drifter of the, the – happened to be the drifter. So uh, it's, a, it's a theory I'm always happy to use. But um, it was still a tough day. It wasn't having um, much success. Absolutely did me uh, 
did my uh, between the leggers on uh, on those three we just said, but then um, we backed Jericho Missile, which was a hard watch each mm. way. Um, should have at least run a place, I think. But that's that's it, it's not curious for whatsoever. It's just a hard watch in that sense. But um, I actually really butted up hard in the last with the way it was playing on Mystical View at around fifty to one when it got out to fifty to one, and um, yeah, that was uh, that was a difficult uh, difficult watch. I had a fair old crack as well. So um, I sometimes you feel better just letting it out and letting people know and, mm. and having a bit of a whinge. And I feel better for it already. Ready to get ready to go again. So you you weren't thrilled that Luke Fernie sat her up the no, and I you know what he rang me the next day and I said, mate, I'm dirty. You won the last. Mm. I wish you lost the last. So um, yeah, that no, was a very uh, good ride from Pike, and uh, it was a very good ride from Harvey as well. How was the money? I see red. I see red. Wild stuff, misses the kick and um, I, I thought Ryan Hill had the opportunity to cross with Ambiente. I watched the replay again, he probably didn't, but Charlton Eddie missed the kick as well and to be honest, there wasn't much other speed and that's, no. there wasn't much no. else that could occur but yeah, geez, if Charlton Eddie jumps well at Leeds, he probably wins. Um, yeah, if Jericho missed off Ainte Gaffer, probably wins. So, um, But in saying that, with IC Red, IC Red. Oh, I thought there was a bit. In the tank still, like, I thought it was a good win. Yeah, but I also think, and Luke's been saying this from the beginning, I think I see Red might be a better horse. Um, Is it a leader? With a bit yeah. of cover potentially, yeah. yeah. I think we, we saw it give up the ghost a couple of times last campaign. Um, when ridden with a sit, uh, might have a little bit more about it, and that's the sort of the way he seems to be training. And if you watch the way, because I think a lot of people probably expected to spin the knife to spear out and try and lead, and you could tell that Pike and Luke had a mindset of we'll sit here because if there's a bit of speed on and um, and teach him something and – yeah, that was a, the right move. And going forward, I think if you want longevity in some of these horses' careers, jump and run doesn't seem to be um, – I think settling a horse can test well, to get them well, longer and more. We'll touch on this later in the preview with a horse like this will test you. Yes. Uh, jump well, and that's run. A, that's, Di- that's choiceless. Though, dynamite jump and that's run. That's choiceless. But uh, – It's because it doesn't jump. It well, maybe, maybe, but yeah. but in its trial the other day, looked like it appreciated the the sit and was able to quicken off a yep. sit. So we'll see. We'll discuss that in time. But we will. Just on that Fangio race, mm. incredible stuff. Four back the fence on a rail hot day, and and noted, and no, it was just so obvious early on how Jamie Nord on Darbly was hell bent on getting off the fence. Uh, leaders back was no apology. Sean McGrady, who was entitled to pop up, pop up. Yeah, I, I watched and, that. I thought Sean might have been the error, but then I watched that again, and I was like, oh geez, you can see in his position yeah. why he went. And the who was on Kelly's Callisto? Just laid off Vicky, Vicky Corbin. Yeah, and then Pikes. Just laughing. Uh, just, just laughing. Because you've almost got to ride it that way. And you watch Kira ride Jericho Missile. She just went back to last on the fence, so we're going to have to ride this for luck. Mm-hmm. And that was the way that you should have been. They almost all should have been riding all day long, he, trying he, to make sustained moves around. And you can see what Chrissy Parnell was doing yeah. with Laugh for Roll. He thought, let's put this into the race on yeah. the turn. But you don't understand the pad it was running into. Like, I am, I'm quite excited about Laugh Roll and Cam Peasy going around again next week or the week after and seeing what sort of prices and races they're in because I don't think they're, they're runs you put a line through and you say, not, not again for me. Well, the, th- you know? the same can be said for a lot of horses who were yeah. off rail yesterday. And just getting back oh. to, just getting back to the wizard, William Pike, he, he just did it again on that Sumasu yesterday. Yep. He just went back, followed the rail, waited for the gaps and went bang. And everyone else, you don't was, need a gap for long. No. And he, he's just, that's yeah. That's just the way that he gets it done. And again, a lot of the times, he capitalises on other jockeys. Exactly. Um, not yeah, making mistakes, and he cashes in. Oh, just that. probably it's a lack of patience as well, yeah. lack of trust. Um, but but in he's, in posi- that, he's in a position to do that. Yeah, because he's got runs on the board and he's riding the. I still don't else. think Pike is the best jockey at uh, maybe not. Uh, not picking up patterns. He'll ride into your, he. He speaks about it that he rides into the rhythm of the race or yeah. into the feel of the race, but. 
sometimes the rail might be off or that could be a colder spot. He'll still look for his runs there and whatnot. Clint Johnson Porter is one of the ones that seems to really pick up on a pattern early and, and ride his horses accordingly to it. Um, but it is interesting and that's such an important skill to figure out on the day and then ride to it on the day. And like it, it'd be hard in the jockey's room because um, like, obviously you're concentrating every ride individually and you're probably the races you don't have rides in yeah it's 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 a very difficult skill on the day to um sort of pick up and, and ride to, to what's occurring but um it's so important at belmont at the moment it's it's wild stuff and moving to three meters on saturday um Especially my we've had data a, we've had a bit of rain around as well we've had a bit of rain around my, my data has the last couple of three meter uh pads as being if anything a little off pace so i'm look i'm i'm allowing for early doors i'm just thinking just just fair fair whatever but there's there's heavy rain thursday potentially a little bit on friday saturday you know tiny bits i, I reckon that as this day progresses we're going to want to be coming um off off rail off speed potentially and i've i've sort of navigated the way i've punted that way and there's yeah there's a few i don't mind in the latter couple of races who i hope you can make ground with um otherwise it could be dead money early but um yeah it, it is more than ever and we love to promote betfair anyway but it is more than ever just a it's the time <laughs> it's the time to be um to be betting late where, where possible unless you think you're really getting a big price early okay so while we're uh, mentioning betfair and uh, the rest of our sponsors over to you terry Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, City Meets, Get Out Stakes competition. And don't forget the Champs and Challenges edition of the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing Mastermind with Jay Rooney taking on Brad McManus. The Brad McManus. Brad the Brad. Jay Rooney. Star studded lineup this week. Um, Perfect Edge. Fair Edge, we are uh, we're on tomorrow. We've got Michael, Jan, Jimmy on the show. Quick chat, notorious one. We'll ask him about Sammer's dat. Um, Massimo, make sure he survived Money the trip matters. to Broome. Yeah, we'll get into all of them. Mm. Just go bang, bang, bang. Um, see where written matter is for Joe. Yeah, I'll get a bit of an uh, update. Very, very important. Um, but yeah, interesting stable to get a hold of. And um, yeah, let's see how far he tells us. Notorious one will. Uh, well, win by. See if it's got the eye of the tiger. For anyone that listened to last one's show, it was quite funny. He looks in a horse's eye. He reckons you can tell. And then, you know, and he just has a deep stare. It was very funny stuff. I don't know if there's a copy of it still on the SCN app, but that was one of the best interviews I've done, I reckon. That so, was Terry Lake, very funny Miles stuff. Fitzner? Fitzner, yes. Yeah. yeah, the all conquering Miles Fitzner. He's everywhere at the moment. He's mm. calling AFL uh, prelims for SCN, and he's a chance. He's coming across next week, actually. And um, there's some type of chance that next Saturday, um, we'll be at the Sporting Globe in Belmont and they're going to run SEN track live from there and I'll be making a few guest appearances before the Belmont races and uh, probably having a few beers in between. So uh, more to come in that sense. And, of course, Terry, we have been discussing discussing on recent editions of the 1-1 a potential tipping competition yes. leading into our 100th episode celebration extravaganza mm -hmm. have we done some more research on how this tipping competition yep. is going to go what can you let the listeners know a bit of, bit of insight all right we're going to start it next week um you'll need to to register your interest first of all you need to uh follow us on twitter we'll chuck something on twitter in the next couple of days um and then direct message us just with your intent just say we'd like to be in the competition something very simplistic um, free competition free competition free. yes free competition i'd like to um i'd like to try and just for my because i'll be running it just to try and uh 
Uh, keep it, um, keep it uh, not too uh, too much legwork. We won't try and go too big a number, so it might be a first in, first serve basis, depending how much interest we get. Uh, we'll try some of the big names. We'll we'll try and get all the lads from the. Um, from the Rising Star series on, we'll see if Crip wants to be part of it. Um, we'll just try and get, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the a lot of the names involved. How it will work is it's going to very simply be um, a. This is episode ninety three. Three. So it'll be a seven week um, to culminate in episode one hundred. A seven week. Um, uh, competition where it will very simply be a leaderboard uh, type setup. Every person will have $100 to bet each week. These bets will be DM'd to the 11pod Twitter account. Um, you're allowed a maximum of two bets um, each way. Counts as only one. All bets will be decided on uh, Betfair SP. Will be paid out on Betfair SP with no commission just to keep it simple for my uh for my sake um win and place only obviously uh we'll be doing wa racing only um i think saturday or sunday you think just saturday do you okay we'll just roll just saturday um otherwise it'd be too easy for me on the um the sundays at cal <laughs> uh seven week competition what other notes do i have written down here bets must be dm'd any scratchings um once your bet, so we'll need the bets in by uh, Friday midday. Okay. Once we post the bets to Twitter, which we're still to figure out the best way to do so, mm -hmm. the bets will come up um, by Saturday morning. Um, but if you don't get your bet in on time, it's simply just no bet. Bad luck. If your bet is scratched, the money that you invested in that horse, you can't rebet. Um, it simply just goes to your balance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is after three weeks, it's a seven week comp. Anybody that has not had a collect, they're out. That's a cut, like in a golf sense. We will then cut it by about 50% every two weeks after that. Um, that's sort of, it's going to be a bit free in the way we run the competition. <laughs> it's a free comp in that sense. Um, leaderboard will be posted on Mondays or Tuesdays early in the week. Um, and you'll be able to see what everybody else has backed as well. So you can follow the comp and um, yeah, it'll basically be the uh, whoever's collected the most at the end is your winner. But you also have to think if you haven't had a collect in three weeks, you're out of the comp. So you might need to go for a little cheapy early on mm. just to get on the board or uh, just back a scratch towards maybe. So there's going to be tactics involved. Early, yeah, if you want to stay alive for it, exactly right. I'm expecting someone will land something big early and we'll be chasing something. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, – what uh, what WA has to offer in the tipping sense? It's it's flying at the moment. Um, I, I can't remember this many quality tipsters um, in WA racing ever floating okay. about, and the consistency they're throwing in. And I, th I know there's quite a lot that probably don't post their stuff and whatnot. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone coming together, and we can crown um, on the hundredth edition mm. the uh, the one one. Champion tipster. Yeah, champion. We'll have to come up with a catchy. We will. Catchy catchy come, yeah. Name. <laughs> it's, it's, as you can tell, we're still uh, we're still ironing a little bit out, but it's we, a very simplistic comp. We, we are freestyling a bit here. 100% are we? <laughs> freestyling. That's how we roll, though. It's yeah. a free comp. That's how we roll. Um, there'll be a good prize for first, Actually, which will include a, uh, a pack from Betfair, um, a ticket to the PRG Christmas party, um, and we'll work something out for second. And Did you say well. the PRG Christmas party? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How good. 14th of January as well, I think. And, uh, uh, and free entry to Belmont for the rest of the season. And <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, listeners, jump on Twitter. We'll have more information, T's yes. and C's, before, um, over the next couple of days so that everyone will be across exactly what is required, exactly how the competition is going to run as, as we've I want to keep it nice and simple. That's the idea. Simple. Simple uh, kiss. 
Yes. Keep it simple. Stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I think we'll go in it as well. Yes. We'll have a crack. We have to. Um, geez, wouldn't that be funny if one of us won it? Get a ticket. That might be your only way to get to the party, have <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> Ah, uh, dearie me. But uh, no, it should be a bit of fun and, uh, yeah, we'll announce all the prizes and whatnot in coming weeks. But uh, get involved, a bit of banter, and um, we can watch the final. It'd be nice to sort of cut it down to 10 because, as I said, we're going to work on a cut system. Yep. Um, which I will – once we see how many people are cut after three weeks, we can work on how the cut will work from there. It might just be five people a week or whatnot. Um, but knowing um, – that we are going to be doing a catch-up on the 100th episode, Prince of Wales Day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'd be a nice culmination to um, to be at the track with a few of the people uh, at the pointy ends of the leaderboard. Excellent, mate. Very good. Let's get cracking on Farley Stakes Day Preview Guru. We've already spoken about some of the challenges that we've uh, we faced recently with uh, our racetracks in Western Australia. Uh, we did have a nice warm day at Belmont yesterday. It was Hot rail, as we already already mentioned, but since the conclusion of that meeting, we've had significant rainfall over the over the last overnight, and there has been some falling while we've been recording. So we expect that to sort of dry out, and then a bit of drizzle here and there leading into Saturday. But I imagine the track is still going to be rain affected. But um, but as Soft six five yeah six, five six as five point six as Terry said, that's what uh, weight. Keep your powder dry, and that's what the Betfair Exchange is for, because mm. you can you can hold your fire and uh, and play with a bit more, bit more knowledge and a bit more uh, bit more data heading into uh, heading into the race last few minutes of betting, which is where it all happens on the Betfair Exchange, betfair.com.au. Exactly right. Late season, it's um it's wild some of these patterns that develop. So yeah, don't be afraid unless you really think you're taking a hold of a price early, and that's um that's going to be a peak, or it's it's a horse that perhaps won't be too perturbed either way with how the pattern plays. Um, yeah, it's it's great to hold fire at this time of the year. Race one, Glenroy. Chef. <laughs> the gen. Glenroy. Sneeze, Glenroy, Glenroy play. <laughs> I think I think we're going to be looking to get off to a flyer race one, and uh, hopefully we can take the um the the track conditions out of play early. We will get fresh. We'll get a fresh pad to play with. Number seven, Harmika. This thing, yeah. just, this thing. Are we doing, going to do yeah. it? Yeah, J-Dub. <laughs> this thing, J-Dub. Uh, uh, mate, shout yeah. out to Brittany Taylor who, who, who hates this saying, but mm. surely just, just wins Harmika. Yep. The last time I heard just wins, it was the 1-1 one, one pod at the um, <laughs> at the uh, awards night. So it is proven that if you say just wins, they don't just win. Um, yeah, Harmika uh, was super strong. It's funny, if you, if you take finest clobber, BJ, the stable mate out of the, oh, um, the exactly. Harmika Policia race. It's a great. Ind- it's sometimes I, I wonder why stables put two runners in when one's going to go around at forty to one and just uh, get in the way of the other or put pressure on the other. And yeah, Harmika would have had the back of Policier and would have beaten Policier. And um, yeah, all things being equal, Harmika should win this race. Not impossible they lead BJ. Red fifty three obviously led on debut or sat in the breeze, but um, it wasn't super quick. It had to work to get there. So. Um, yeah, I'm expecting more positive tactics from Michelada after a failure. Um, yep. I can't have Michelada. Big betting drift as well and ran accordingly. And um, Marzipan lad will be happy to park on him. K-May goes back to last. War Jam isn't quick early. So, yeah, Harmika or Red 53 will lead. And if Harmika doesn't lead, it's not a big deal. It'll just park on him and, um, yeah, it just holds its form. And it's better than those, I reckon, BJ. Very confident. I'm a dollar ninety, and I could not have got her any longer than that. Harmika, I love the way it leveled out yep. and chased Polizier. Does she have um, any boxes she doesn't tick? Uh, well, the only box she doesn't tick is that there isn't a TK later <laughs> in the ownership. 
However, that's a good segue. There is a horse called Leocardo, number mm. six, Luke mm. Fernie, and there is a TK Layton involved. Yeah, I think what, he, what can you tell the listeners about Leocardo? Uh, I much. thought this was a set for the round type yeah, situation. It was. Huh? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know a huge about it myself, huge amount about <laughs> it myself. Uh, cheap purchase, and um, there were low noms. So we've, um, yeah, Luke's throwing his hat in the ring, his tail's up after last week. As it should be. And um, now he thinks uh, he's very talented. Um, I won't hide from that. He thinks it's a very talented horse. Um, but to win on debut against a horse like Harmika um, and even a horse that's got race experience like Red 53 or a big finisher like K May, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's going to need to be very good. So, um, yeah. Well, I, can I, can't I just add that this, this Leocardo setup is everything you hate? 100% it is, yeah. 400 meter trial mm -hmm. on a Monday. Six day backup. Five into, day backup yeah. a, into a 1200 meter. Debut. Yeah, on a no, Saturday. I've, I've told Luke I prefer to run out of maiden midweek, and yeah, if we think we've got a reasonable one and have a bet or something, but um, no, big, big I, I'm going to back him in. I've always, I've always said oh, I will tell him 100 percent the truth, and you know that. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth in any situation, yeah. but um, no, I'll back him in. Um, let's see how we go. Hopefully, we um, hopefully we pull off a surprise and get the chockies at a price. I'll be having something on. It'll be anything bet fair. Okay, Hamika for me. I was super short with my pricing as well. Just ticks all the boxes. I uh, love the way. She finished off the race over the 1,000 metres on debut. Has to be suited rising to 1,200 metres. And for mine, Harmika holds its form, should be too good for these. Our favourite race of the day, Terry, race two is the free entry to Belmont Park maiden over the 1,400 metres. Not exactly sure what this It's got mate, a bit of everything. Not exactly. Free entry and your maiden. You got the, the lot. Not exactly sure why this maiden is on. We've spoken about this. It's not the worst race. We've spoken about this, Rawa, that we we were praising Rawa for ha having seen the back of Maidens in um, – Yeah, apparently it, Justin Friss has got a bit of a campaign to get the Maidens <laughs> back in the um, – to get the Maidens back in. The I've, I've scoured the calendar. So all the Maidens got replaced with zero Metro in last year's races, which we applauded, which is great. I've scoured the calendar. This is the only Maiden this – in this calendar online. Oh. So I believe that this was simply one maiden that wasn't – that there was an error and it wasn't converted into a zero metro win last year race like it should have been. I think this is this is a mistake, programming mistake, where it should have been uh, – the, the grade of this race should have been trained. But regardless, it changed. The six maidens today wasn't enough. Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, – Come on! Hopefully, this is the the last time we have to discuss a maiden here on mm. the uh, on the one one W Racing podcast. But don't hold your breath. Anyway, who wins? Um, one of these horses. It's actually a good race. Um, it's a good maiden good to race. do, and it's a. Oh, uh, it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's like we've changed roles here. Um, good, good race. Look, I think that there's going to be several runs which will be popular. Obviously, Atlantis Beach is coming out of uh, Class One, where it uh, was really nice on the line versus Trade War. Not a strong Class One, but this is a maiden. And then went to a sixty plus. Had Mickey Blue Eyes on its back. Held Mickey Blue Eyes. And I think Mickey's going really nicely. And uh, also came back really hard at um, Absolute, who's obviously a seventy plus horse from Kalgoorlie. So that's the uh, that's the best form in the race. But it's just about what price you're willing to take about a horse that's still got some tricks and needs some time to wind up from barrier four it could end up in a uh it could end up in a sticky spot and i don't think you want 
um, Atlanta Speed getting clear with 200 to go and making a burst because mm. I think that won't suit him. Um, all things being equal, I think that's the form and he's the one to beat. Yep. Um, Hoover was really impressive to the eye um, after not much luck in the run over the 1100. Difficult gate for Brad um, to to navigate. That's the one thing with Hoover and his price is it's probably going to be, and I expect Hoover to be the really well-backed runner. Um, it tends to be that the more... The less fashionable yards, your Cliff Greens, maybe your Paul Roberts, they, they tend to drift. Um, that's just the, the way of the world. Um, but who, while Hoover's run was great and we all wanted to be on after that run, it was made to look a little bit better by the fact it was at the right track to make ground. Um, the rest of them were stopping. Um, so it was probably embellished a, a tiny bit. Did, um, a, did a lot wrong too. Like real, and it does a lot wrong as well. Laying in, it was a tough, tough – Sean McGrady had his hands full with Hoover the other day. So. I initially I looked know. at this race and thought maybe I'll be able to back and save Atlanta Speech Hoover, but these aren't the two horses you want to be going in guts in with a back and save job because they can definitely be beaten. 49er and Traded Crown I don't think are as good – but they both get field position and field position could be pretty important um, against a couple of horses with some tricks. But um, Red Hot Hope's a good one to watch. I think it'll need a run or two, so I'm happy to let Red Hot Hope go around. I was hoping the one that would be missed, and I think on Betfair it might be, is a horse called Ocean Aura. Mm-hmm. Um, super trial. You could tell Troy Turner was a bit surprised on the in the trial in July when it responded like it did and he tried to take a late hold. Endless Bounty made that form look pretty good around Prince Ragnar, but then you can get a line through Endless Bounty and – Hoover mm-hmm. as well, where Hoover made Endless Bounty look slow. So, but it might have been a different Endless Bounty that turned up on both of those days. But um, <clears throat> that that run of Oceanora behind Sparkling Blue and 49er, it was a superior under 49er. It was on the cold part of the Belmont surface where not many horses made ground. Um, yeah, it looks like a, another nice type, but again, it's another it's another get back horse. So mm. this market's bang on, BJ. And I spoke about it with Picture Perfect last week. I am very happy um, to back a drifter here and and um, and let the market tell me what I'm going to back. If uh, Atlanta Speech gets out to 485 bucks, it'll probably get me. If Ocean Aura gets a 10 plus, that'll be me each way, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really happy to to back. Those three in particular, um, but just around my market, which is Atlantis Beach 4, Hoover 4, Ocean Aura $5.50. So that's how I'm going to play. Yeah, I'm in alignment with you, Terry. The only thing I'd say about Atlantis Beach is two trials and two runs out of its raid. It's coming into a maiden. I hope that it hasn't spent all its petrol tickets before it gets into a race it can actually win. Do you know what I mean by that? Off seven days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing I've noticed about Atlantis Beach as well is it doesn't step – but the next three strides, it catches up very quickly. I think, so it's, from, a, I think it's a nice horse. Yeah, yeah. so from barrier four, well, it, it doesn't – the thing is with a non-step, you think, oh, where's it going to end up? But the thing is either side of um, Atlanta Beach, you've got 49er and um, – who's the other speed horse? Trader Crown. You've got mm-hmm. two of the better horses that are going to race on the speed, and they're either side. So he might be able to step and just follow them through and end yeah. up in fourth or fifth year. The, the, he ticks every box. Yeah. The way he's hitting the line over 1,200, he just looks every bit of 1,400-meter-plus horse at the moment. And yeah, I mean, look, all things being equal, I expect him to be very yeah. hard to beat. It's just it's just a trust thing at $3.20 for me. And, yeah, so I got him four bucks, but that's that's probably the peak price I could have him, the longest. Okay. I was a touch longer, but mm-hmm. still had him on top. Uh, I think I, I agree with you. I think he might push out. 450 plus mm-hmm. Betfair uh, Atlanta Beach for me. The only concern I have is whether, as I said, two trials, two races in. Is he? Is he? Is it about time that he falls off the the cliff, being a inexperienced horse? But providing Cliffy 
Green, I, pardon the pun. I actually have a bit of fun. Providing Cliff with Green has this horse holding form. Atlanta Speed should win. I actually trust Cliff in yep. that sense as well. Well, um, I mean, he, he gets his horses go, to sustain yeah. long preps, doesn't he? Yeah, so. he certainly does. He doesn't over-race them. Yep. Um, like, I know a horse like Maserati hasn't had a spell since the war, but Recharger. I think he just gets that. He mm. just understands each individual horse and then some of them, are, you know, come in for a couple of runs and off they go again. So, um, yeah, good maiden. But, again, I'm um, – yeah, I, I push for a tip. It would be Atlanta Speech. Um, but I'm going to be um, playing Betfair. My, my guess is I'll end up – my guess is Ocean Aura will be the one that gets out to my price um, and I'll end up on it. But um, I am hoping that Atlanta Speech um, is a bit of a wobbler in the market. I do think Hoover will be well-backed. Yeah. So yeah. that might give us some vacuum to back the others. Okay. Atlantis Beach for me, Hoover and Ocean Aura agree with Terry. They are the two major dangers, but I think Atlantis Beach is the way to go in race two of the day. Uh, race number three, the Amelia Park Handicap, uh, 72 plus being uh, downgraded to a 67 plus. Mm. Um, small fields, most people will narrow it down uh, between Polissier and this will test you. Um, look, I think this will test you. will be the most popular of the two runners, but... Um, uh, Polissier brings in the early season three-year-old form. We saw spin the knife, beat the older horses last week, so that um, definitely uh, definitely will add up. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised they haven't tackled the race earlier in the day with Polissier, but they mm. obviously want to stick to the 1,000 metres, I'd say, against that um, for the filly. But, um, yeah, look, I I think uh, she'll lead. Uh, Lactar will come across with Starfield Impact in the breeze, yep. and this will Tasha should muster up and land on whichever back he chooses. She chooses, sorry. Um, and should be going past him. I think that form is superior to Polissier's. But in saying that, I don't have much interest at $2.10 to get involved with a horse with tricks, you know. So $2.50 was my bet price. I knew I was never going to see that. And I, and you know what? I was okay with that. Yeah, don't touch the fire with this will test you. <laughs> you know, as much as you want to. Everyone uh, offered $35,000 for 5%. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Uh, I remember that. Thanks, Nigel. <laughs> Nigel Wright did you a favour there. Yeah. Um, no, look, this will test you. Obviously, hasn't lived up to the height, which everyone, everyone experienced after she went bang, bang, and win her first two starts in a race. However, her form last prep was pretty good. Ran into pans down near Rodeo, Miss Kentucky. It was the, and, and actually showed a bit more versatility in her racing. Um, she has to, I think. She didn't have, a, yeah, didn't have a lot of luck a, a couple of times, but held her own. And I, th- I feel as though that form's pretty strong when you when you look at the, this this lineup. Polizier, obviously the for mine the only horse that can that can knock her off. Although. Do have a bit of a soft spot for Starfield Impact, and Starfield yeah. Impact was never on the track the other day. It was four. How wide. good was Starfield Impact yeah. the other day? It was entitled to on the cold pad as well. It was entitled to run last, like beaten ten lengths. Discussing that off air. That um, look, while I expect Polizia, this will test you to probably run a clear one yeah. too. Starfield Impact, I think, is about four fifty to run top two at the moment. I think it's going to run third, so it's probably a losing bet. But I, I don't think. Four dollars fifty is the right price. I think mm. it's just more of a three dollar pop to run top two, but. Um, yeah, it's um, it's not a race I'm overly enthused about. BJ. This will test you a slow away in a hot trial at Lark Hill on Monday. Second, dig deep. Third, vital silver. Is that right? Is that the trial? Uh, yes. Yes. So this will test you. Missed the kick, but William Pike just asked her to, to move up into position. She travelled strongly at a handful of horse. Then when he let her go, he only just gave her a squeeze and she bounded clear. One by over three lengths in 55.78, which is sharp. At, at Lark Hill. So How good from a half fit dig deep, though. I'll tell you what. We were, just oh, we get we were expecting. Yeah, I booked flights after I watched it. Yeah. Done. Hannah's. Accommodation, flights. 
I'm there. And Need a replacement for me in a few weeks' time. All right, SOS. Yeah. SOS. Yeah. SOS. Uh, this will test the way that she won that trial suggests that Adam Durant has her in tip top condition. William Pike just sort of turned the reins and she cut loose there. Again, she can she can she can miss a start here and it not be a huge deal for her. The worry, um, the worry if she does miss a start badly and um she ends up behind false statement and night voyage yeah, and policier gives a bit of a kick in front so yeah, yeah there's just permutations where yeah i don't know well, i don't have that much hair as it is so i don't know if i need to be taking the two bucks about this or tesha this, at this stage of my life i agree so this this will test you for mine i had her flat even money she she should win policier taking on the older horses is going to get the lead uh the, the weather leaders will be advantaged on this rail and with this weather and with these conditions will remains to be seen mm-hmm. but uh over the shorter course should be not yet. as prevalent exactly so she's a sharp little filly in her own right gets that two and a half kilos for the three-year-old allowance as well which could come in handy if it gets tight late starfield impact number two could be the blowout yep i'm 205 this will test you 315 policier so it's just no bet for me but um i i must admit i really am looking forward to watching that race because that should be uh, quite intriguing Race four, Tab Touch, Westfleet Platinum Handicap, 1,400 metres. And uh, there was a lot, a lot of money for a horse by the name of Ginger Flyer. First up midweek, uh, that was on the 1st of September. Mm-hmm. Led them up, found the rail in front in front with Lactar Ramoli in the saddle and got gunned down late by smashing. Now, I imagine most people will be uh, will be pretty keen to follow their money here with Ginger Flyer, who looks again, once again, to land in front, this time to be ridden by Chris Parnham. Yeah, interesting. It's this is one of those situations where Chrissy Parnham going on any horse, you're usually pretty happy. But this is one of those situations where, you, as a punter, I wouldn't be jumping out of my skin to lose the few kilo claim for a horse that can get to the front roll along. Um, it's usually nice to claim on those type of horses. Um, but in saying that, looks a nice map. BJ, did you have mm. Gingerfly leading, Just Handy Breeze, then the two horses directly behind him? You're probably talking Cocky Dodd and LD La. Correct. What are they? Roadblocks, yeah. They're blockers, aren't they? So, yeah. look, you got a couple of, um, yeah, a couple of slowish ones behind you. Beat the Bell, who looks the biggest danger on paper, alongside maybe Sniffy Miss are going to be back last. Um, so they're going to have to circle the field. Um, maybe we'll get a track which allows for that. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, you're going to need a card up. I mean, where's the card up from as well? So, look, it, it does, it does on paper look like it should be a race dominated from the front. Um, I can't have Speedy Miss off the multiple scratching, so that's just a too much of a worry. Love the love the Lactar appointment. This horse has been crying out for. Um, that like a for a lactar type change, of you know. Yeah. Um, so I really like that. Look, I'm I'm gonna again I'm gonna wait for Betfair when I back this horse. I'm expecting I'll see nine dollars plus each way. Um, but I have some um, and I know BJ just this is why he turns up every week for my stats. <laughs> he loves this stuff. Just handy, right? His last two wins, it's Starlift, Scorpion, Storms. They both went on to win their next starts. Pretty odd. It's not the greatest form in the world. I went back and watched all of Just Handy's runs. Now, so Just Handy has settled first or second six times its career, okay, first or second. Um, It's won three of those. Um, It's run second. Um, That was the second to Queen Brown when Queen Brown was in form and it was really strong form. It ran third. um, That was to She's Got You and Island Charm. If you watch that race, it was gone and just came back at him and it was sort of in front past the post again. Uh, He just looks a real fighter. Like he just, this is your Matty Prittis type yeah. horse. You know, whatever level he plays on, that's he gets his 32 touches, you know, lazy seven tackles. Are you sure Just Handy had a pretty strong two-year-old? It did. Yeah, 100% yeah. it did. I, I think it's, 
his figures aren't – her figures, sorry, aren't all that crash hot. So I'm not taking the 650 just yet. I think we'll get better late. Just hold. Um, just hold. But I, I think if, if you get the roadblocks behind you and, and Ginger Flyer and Just Handy get into a little battle royale, Just Handy knows how to win and she doesn't <laughs> mind being in a fight. And I reckon she can perhaps elevate, especially with the rain around. If that rail is a little bit dodgy, being in the breeze might be beneficial to being um, on the pegs. So, look, I'm I'm – it's six fifty at the moment, and I think I'm five. I am five dollars fifty. So it's no way um, a, a bet at this stage of proceedings, or a bet of note at this stage of proceedings for me. But I think it'll be the drifter. I think there'll be good ginger fly money. I think beat the bell will be supported, um, and I think just handy um, if we can get sort of nines and two fifty late on Betfair. I know I'm asking for a price which might not ever eventuate, but I think it will. Um, yeah, I think it's the way we can go, and 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 just go with a bit of a point of difference runner. Um, yeah, in just handy. But how's that? Six starts, leading or breezing for three. The, and the other one, so three wins. One second, Queen Brown. Third, to she's got to you an island charm, and that was a three-way photo. Um, the, that was other, the other one was an abject failure. That was bumpy. It was. And watch the replay she, and watch how she comes back at him. She's a genuine fighter. Yeah. Like she's a genuine fighter. So, um, yeah, she's got to you, Ryan Hill half sort of thought he was home and um, he was home. He knew, but... Um, yeah, just uh, like backing a, a little bit of a fighter uh, for Bobby McPherson. She likes the wet as well and a little bit of rain around um, should mean she's on a soft five, soft six. What price do you have Ginger Flyer? What's your Three pump, bucks. Pump price. Okay. Three bucks yeah. was my – and that, and that um, to be honest, not really a punt price. Yeah. I, I have her a flat $3, um, notations heavily backed, expecting she'll start shorter. Yep. Five fifty beat the bell, Five fifty just handy. $8 snippy miss and I'm high teens speedy miss just because of um, just because of all the setbacks. I tend to give them a real um, – um, yeah, yeah, a real whack okay. in my market. So, yeah, I am ginger flyer on top. Fit up second up, Harden with that run under her belt, ginger flyer. Her belt, yes, her belt, ginger flyer. Uh, I tend to agree with you in regards to that. Lactar's claim would have sort of tipped. Ginger flyer over over the edge a little bit here, but hard to hard to knock. Oh, them. Bowl. Hard, it's anyone's claim, really. Yeah, hard to knock the the um, the booking of the mm. champion champion last season's champion jockey Chris Parnham. But I was two seventy ginger flyer. I just thought yeah. got got the map uh, had the has the race in its keeping. Just to, just whether it turns up at its peak or not, I think will be the difference. So to me, ginger flyer looks to have this race um, set up, for, especially with for mine the hardest to beat being beat the bell is going to navigate away either through or around from getting back for Kiriul. But beat the bell has come back in really really ripping form. Uh, one first up was a big run in the bright behind Brave Dream ran fourth. Closing splits were excellent. So. If Beat the Bell is within striking distance, she can really make things interesting late. So they were the two horses that I was really focused on here. Tells you a bit about the race when Audi Lars, $9.50. I know the wizard's gone on, but yeah. um, that was probably our first indication seven days ago how good the rail was when it didn't um, wasn't beaten 40 lengths and yeah. it, uh, it finished off um, reasonably on that fence. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always um, yeah, an indication. You can sometimes look at those horses around that price and go, okay, blue horse, geez, it's going – Pretty ordinary after its win, three back, and it's it's ten bucks. So it's a yeah thin old race, and I'm expecting Ginger Flyer to be heavily supported. So if you are a Ginger oh, yeah. Flyer supporter, I reckon you've probably got to go early. I um, I agree with that. But yeah, I'm um, I'm going to hold. It's a day where I'm going to hold, and I hate holding. Do you know there is nothing worse? There is nothing worse. Say I'm holding with this particular horse, and then you get to bet fair on the day, and it's four dollars seventy, and you go, well, I just have to watch it go around. You get itchy, don't you? Oh, I do itchy, get itchy trigger finger. I do get itchy. Yeah, uh, trigger finger. Bang, bang. Now. 
Jay Rooney, speaking of holding, Rooney. We've, kept, we've kept him on hold for mm. all this time. How about we uh, we put him out of his misery and get this mastermind up and running? What do you think? Let's do it. It's time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition. That is correct, Terry. The Mundaring, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring, I think we're going to be up there in a couple of weeks mm. on Butchie's Big Deck. So we'll go check it out. If you do get a chance, drop in. Next week. Drop in, yeah. Next week? Yeah, I reckon. Okay. Drop in, catch up with the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Make sure you let him know that you listen to the 1-1 one, one, and uh, they'll roll out the red carpet for you up at the Mundaring. That is for sure. Now, last week, Brad McManus managed to get over the line late against a brave Brennan Fiennes. That was a good contest, wasn't it, Guru? 3-2, I believe the scorecard was. <laughs> I reckon he knew what he was doing. I think he had a bit of horse still underneath him, yeah. Brad McManus. Okay, so he's, uh, he's that's that's two wins on the bounce for the mastermind, Brad McManus. However, today he is facing off against our guest, Jay Rooney. Jay Rooney, are you there? For sure, BJ, I'm ready. Should we tell the listeners what we've done? So, so Jay just sat in... <laughs> Jay sat in on an interview, which was great, and then we've kicked him out to the car so that we could uh, maintain a level of fairness and equity and integrity. Just so when, Brad can't win. Yeah, so when it comes to the Mundaring Hotel Racing Mastermind. So Jay's been a good sport. He is jumped, he's headed out to his car. He's on his mobile phone, and uh, and uh, there's no advantages here. Terry, this isn't a handicap system. This is this way for age. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Jay is uh, obviously, as, as those that listen to Jay's interview, he's been writing about West Australian thoroughbred racing for 12 or 13 years, so he should have a, a wealth of knowledge when it comes some to pressure trim. on him, yeah. BJ. And uh, I think he's a worthy challenger here for the man, Brad Bet, Brad McManus. Brad, the WA Racing Mastermind, how uh, how has that title been sitting with you the last couple of weeks? I've got, I've got the sense of impending doom, which is getting worse now that I know that you've just handed Jay the A-set before he's headed <laughs> out to the vehicle. <laughs> How was uh, how was the markets this morning, Brad? Did you get much uh, much action from the locals? Uh, very very quiet. I think people are a bit concerned about maybe maybe the weather and maybe just see what the track's doing. But um, who knows how much rain we're going to get? And yeah, it's um, everyone's very quiet. It's, it might be one of those days where everyone's just keeping their powder dry till uh, till the race. Did you uh, you had a fill last week? Obviously, with everyone jumping into the laugh for rollers and campeses and Roman flirts, you could you could almost say that you knew. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you get a bit of luck. Um, there's some um, mm, bit of luck, bit of luck. Nice, um, nice actually, Red got a bit of luck too, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice little, uh, nice little bonus for Brad Bet last week, wasn't it? Uh, a couple of those uh, yeah. heavily commissioned runners getting rolled, and I see Red did get a bit of luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First race that's been run on a C. What's that? that one? No, it's just a joke about it being a bit race. Um, <laughs> oh, let's, let's get into it. Let's so, and didn't you want to give Brad a pump up? Hey, or have we already done that? No, I was just impressed to see a Konami Cup market up at 10 a.m. on a Thursday morning. I've no idea on its accuracy because I've only looked at the field and yeah, just. Just to go up first for a Carnarvon Cup is just, it's difficult. <laughs> it would be an understatement. It would be difficult. It's so, elite. Uh, it's elite. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive stuff. It, it's very impressive stuff. So I look forward to doing the form this afternoon and uh, trying to have a bet with him. So Brad is out to make it a three-peat of Masterminds. Jay Rooney is uh, the man who's going to try to uh, end his winning streak here. So Jay and Brad, you guys both know how, how this competition works. Your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's mastermind, 
you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Okay. Challenger, are you ready? That's yep, you. let's go. Mastermind, are you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Question one. Who rode neurological to win the 2019 Farley Stakes? Brad. Brad. I feel like we've had a variation of that question several times. Uh, yeah, similar. Brad, one, J, zero. Now, this is... Do you want me to read this one? This, yeah, the, you, no, yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. first. This is this is some of Terry's finest work here, guys. So I'll let, I'll let the guru, Terry, read out this question. Question number two. All right. So this is a name, this horse. So what I'm going to go, do, go, do is give you one clue at a time. Um, once you buzz in, you have to have a crack straight away. The other person can hear the rest of the uh, the rest of the clues. All right. So this horse is more than likely retired. It's now a ten year old uh, whose most recent outing was fifth in last year's Kalgoorlie T- uh, Cup. Can't talk today. Uh, it ran second. He ran second in last year's Carnarvon Cup. He also has a second in a Broom Cup, a Coolgardie Cup, a Kalgoorlie Cup, and an English Cup in Caulfield uh, to go with his one Kimberley Cup success. He was initially trained by Neville Parnham when moving to W. Jay. Jay. Laurie Lamb. That was like a. I like that one. Yeah, who am I? Yeah, it was a who am I. The next two ones would be described as a bold front running job. (laughs) And then it was. uh, Moved onto the yard of Sean and Jake Casey for the second part of his WA career, and that was it. Should we have a who am I every every week? week? Yeah, I'm happy with that. I quite enjoyed doing that as well. Brad won, Jay won. Okay, we've got a contest. Question number three. Notorious One has won seven of 13 career starts. Favourite for the Farley Stakes mm. this Saturday. Push it in. How many of those was Clint Johnston-Porter on board for? Jay. Jay. Three from three for the oh. CJP. <laughs> <laughs> He's even given us some rhymes. Three from oh, three for the CJP. You could okay. be in trouble here, Bradley. All right. Next question. Vital Silver made a return to trials on Monday. Uh, as did uh, Dig Deep, by the way. Um, <laughs> name the two Group 1 races, Vital Silver. Jay. Jay. Manicato Stakes and Winterbottom Stakes. Oh! oh! <laughs> that was impressive. That was good. That was, uh, I didn't see that coming. I must admit I, I had Brad a short price favourite. Congratulations. Jay Rooney, you are the new WA Racing Mastermind. Congratulations, mate. Cheers, mate. Uh, Took a big effort to take down Brad, but we, we got there. We got there just on the line. Yeah, it's more on the line. You've won going away from him. I, I think Brad, Brad hasn't even got out of the gates yet. I didn't even, didn't even get to go to my next question, which I was quite excited about. It was who's been retired more times, Trap for Fools or John Farnham? <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's that was my highlight. But uh, no, well done, uh, well done, Jay. That was highly impressive. And uh, Brad, I guess he was just tired from a long, a long night of dirt form. Perhaps yeah, a little bit yeah. slow on the buzzer. The, the Carnarvon Cup, yeah, gets took, took the uh, took the edge off him. Brad McManus, uh, I was no chance with any. I was no chance with uh, any of those. Well, two of those anyway. So wasn't wasn't your wheelhouse? Done, 
Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks for being a good sport, Brad, and giving up your time on a Thursday to join us here at the uh, the one one. You've been a worthy mastermind. A couple of vouchers. There's a new kid. Yes, yeah, a couple of vouchers uh, on the way. Should have one already. One should be on the way. And uh, obviously, we'll catch up with Brad, no doubt, at some stage in the future, perhaps over the Kalgoorlie round. He might be able to make a cameo on the one mm. one, but we'll discuss that in uh, in time. Uh, but there's a new kid in town, and his name is Jay Rooney, and he is now the Mundaring hotel wa racing mastermind jay thanks again for uh for everything that you've uh contributed to the one one today will you be available to come back and defend your title next thursday yeah for sure why not very good jay he's the mastermind brad condolences but uh yeah that is the uh, mundaring hotel mastermind for this week done run and done thanks lads how's that eh brad bet gone Jay Rooney in. He is the new WA Racing Mastermind, Terry. Brad Betts, uh, yeah, thing of the past. He's um, dead in the water, out, uh, kaput. Um, he's gone. That was uh, impressive. I say this every time someone wins. I'm like, how do we beat him? Mm. Jay was, uh, yeah, he's a wealth of, uh, of knowledge. Very quick as well. Um, but you like the um, – He was decisive. Who, yep. He was. You like yep. the who am I? I think – I'll do that every actually, week. Actually, I think – the first question of every mastermind who am I moving forward has to be who am I? Yeah, either yeah. a horse, jockey, trainer, someone in the racing industry or Punt, something in the punter. racing industry. Punter. <laughs> yeah, it can be whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna roll it every single week. It's gonna be a who am I? Yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. I think you start. The glory land, I because I was looking at past Carnarvon Cup results. So yeah. I saw Glory Land and um interesting career, Glory Land. Like amazing all those seconds. Did you never win a broom cup? No, I won a Kimberley Cup. Second never won a broom cup, cup, Cal Cup. Um yeah, just You sure I never won a broom cup? Uh, no, Kimberley Cup, ran second in a broom cup. Um, yeah, Gloryland, what a horse. Tell you what, Gloryland wouldn't tell many lies, would it? Good horse. Just honest. <laughs> yeah, just honest. Have you seen its nose? And bold. Have you seen its nose? Definitely bold. <laughs> it's tiny. It's not Pinocchio. Uh, race number five, the Ascend Sales Trophies Handicap. For all your trophies needs, go to Mecca Sportswear. We don't want to be going to Ascend Sales. Um, I think Chief's doing that. I think Chief's doing the uh, the trophies these days in June. Like, what a sport. Very uh, sportswear. Hang on. Back on Gloryland. Mm-hmm. He won the 2017 Broom Cup. I've just Googled it. I've Googled it. Oh, I've cooked this. I said that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I think you did. But I didn't. I definitely positive. did. Positive. Like, yeah. Did he? Yeah, he won. Yeah. Oh, geez. I should, knew I should spend more time done doing this. Um, anyway, well, Brad, Brad will fire Who am I? He'll fire Who protest, am I? no? Yeah. Who am I? I get every question wrong. Um, okay. Well, there you go. Perth Stewards. Yeah. Yeah, that was something to say about that. <laughs> okay, race number five. BJ, this is all yours. This is this is dogs. You better when Bell goes around $1.60 today. Um, yeah. oh, I've just yes, been one of the lads told me that Adam McGrath's made his best of the day. His value better the day at $1.60. So um yeah, good luck. It should be absolutely bolting in at Northern today, but um Jay's better when Bell. Don't would uh, would Louis the Luch, would he go bang, bang Thursday, Saturday with Bedouin? Oh, maybe. Bedouin one well. Those all, yeah, she's, if she pulls up, I think, why not? Um, but, yeah, Bedouin Bell, hey? Jeez. This is going to be, by this stage of the day, race five, we will we'll know. We will know. Yeah. We will know. They will know. We will know. We will know. Everyone will know. As long as you're paying attention, of course. Yeah. Um, but Not focusing on Carnarvon too heavily. <laughs> <laughs> we will know what's happening track-wise. Mm. So this is where the... This is where the referendum between the get back 
fancy the so divine beast referendum or the or the on paces like type one and cut magic this is by this stage of the day you'll know who's suited and who is not so so again this is the beauty of betfair when you're uh, when you when you play late you've got more information that you can take into your decision making process so for mine when i did the leg up last night i just i was my i was drawn to divine beast i thought this horse would run a really good race behind um, in that sir snuggle race uh two weekends ago. That'll be a good form reference going forward, I reckon. Got back, uh, sizzled late, fastest splits of the day. Is going to get back again. Chris Parnham retains the ride. That was on a good four, though, and its previous Kalgoorlie runs were solid on good tracks as well. I wonder whether Divine Beast is inferior on the rain affected, but we'll, although it has one on a soft before, but we'll see whether Divine Beast can let down and be as explosive on, on that type of going. But get ridden quiet for Chris Parnham if it can pierce its way through the field like it did the other day. Dan or Ben or Cole? Pierce. Pierce, Pierce, Pierce yes, yes. Actually, Cole Pierce. <laughs> no, nah, he didn't want a bar. He didn't want a bar tell, tell mastermind. The, I just tell said, the listeners. I said, you're up. And he said, you're going to have to look elsewhere. He didn't just, want- Just uh, get, put Dusty for the fend off out and Brad Bet see you later. scared off the opposition, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah if Brad Bet scared him off, no, we're not going to get anyone to take on Jay Rooney. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. No one's so, going so no to want so the you, gigs to so take you on Rooney. You threw down. You threw down. The, <laughs> that's a Man United. Yeah, the Man United okay. You you uh, we threw, threw down, down the, the challenge. Yeah, to Cole Pierce and yeah. he uh, straight battered us. He told me to go and basically tell and get stuff. Basically, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm okay. interested. So, fair enough. Divine Beast gets back, runs on, has to give this a mighty shake. But will she be giving Type One and Come Magic? Too big a head start. You know, racing make, three. Um, is, it, is it a racing three? I don't know. Are they just? Are they really just? I think this is a real ordinary bunch. Do we well, need to just look outside the? Set? I've got come magic favourite. I think come magic will probably win. But second up from six hundred million day spell. Um, bit of speed in this too. It'd be interesting to see Don's legacy wasn't wearing the blinkers in his trial. Remember it beat nearly beat Resort Man last campaign. How did that form go here? Hasn't Don's been a good horse to you over the journey. Ah, uh, sure. yeah, has been. Yeah, his Don yeah. is good. Yeah, um, but I don't think his Don is. I don't think Don will be good on Saturday. Um, Vicky Corva goes on. Uh, there was very little between the runs. Can we skip? Can we skip this race? Yeah, I'm. I basically <laughs> when I did my form, go back and have a look at the runs. Of sorry, Hero. sorry, uh, owners, trainers, jockeys, competitors, but this race is. Uh, yeah, go back and have a look at the runs of Horizon and Divine Beast last yeah. start, and Divine Beast is probably a slightly better run. There wasn't much in it, and you get the senior going on. Um, yeah, the twenty six bucks versus three fifty. I'm not backing. I'm just more just talking out loud. I think. Um, Can yeah. you? Back- I think my blue boy is the one. I've yeah. got my blue boy ten bucks. Surprise! It's twenty one. But the thing is, I don't think it can win. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah. Will you be taking any of the come magic price with the two dollars in front? No, of because no. it's. Um, no, I was two eighty five. Come magic. Really, I was. Like, but no. I said bet price. I wanted near four, which I knew yeah. I was never going to see it because I think I didn't want to be on. So and I don't want to back a horse from last over a thousand like Divine Beast at three dollars forty. So do you think um, Pike chose come magic over type one? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think that's that's the one I would have gone for. I think Come Magic got a got the right spot and everything. Um, well, Chino form. Yeah, the Will Chino. That's that's a query. The Will Chino form because that's out three deep that day. And the third horse, I think, was better on Bell, who was a long way off him. So it's not. Yeah, you look at the rest of the form from that race, and it's a bit of a query. Uh, requisition ever finds its best. I didn't. I thought tight one. Has got a bit of pro- yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. tight one might. 
be a bit better than come back. Do you know what I mean? We'll see. Yeah, we, we will see, won't we? We'll see. That's what it's all about. It's all about seeing. So middle of the track's playing nicely. I, yeah, there's probably worse bets than having something each way on my blue boy. It doesn't mind a bit of slop as well. So if you wake up to a soft six and a cold rail, I tell you what, I reckon we can have a little a little speckety doodah on my blue boy at the twenty bucks. Could be so mad. Could be. Yeah, I think there's a few mads on this uh, on this program. Tipping wise, divine beast. Uh, I was hoping for four dollars minimum. It's three fifty at the moment. So. Yeah, I I refuse to tip. Refuse? Yep. Okay. But Terry's making a statement. Making a statement. I reckon uh, after the prelim final, I might be making a sta uh, statement at the Crown Towers handicap uh, race number six. Nice. Um, no, I'm not staying at the Crown Towers. I just I don't know why I said that. It's unnecessary, really. But you, uh, you, you'll, you'll be at the Crown later, surely. Oh, you'll be in the, you'll be a chance. The, end of the prelim. Um, in the, in the, end of the Bosch the Mighty D's. I'm a D supporter for the final series. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just decided. One of my good mates the a D supporter. And, uh, Who's that? Uh, Troy. I don't know if you've met Troy. I've met Troy. Yeah, you've met Troy. That's um, Troy's last name. Give him a shout out. McGrath. Ooh, uh. Yeah. Yeah, ooh, uh. Troy McGrath. Bowls wheels. Uh, he doesn't actually bowls at rat's pace, but that's okay. <laughs> um, interesting race here. Race I've number got, six. Uh, Ross Starling, handicapper for Rawa, mm -hmm. um, former work colleague. He is a mad Melbourne Demon supporter. He was a dictator of Italy too, wasn't he? Yeah, who's that? Stalin. No. Stalin. Was he? Russia. Russia, Russia yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I never did history at school. Geography. You were thinking of Mussolini, I think. Yeah, anyway, I, was, I was thinking of um, yeah. Ross Starling's all families, uh, families mm. all mad West Coast Eagles supporters, but Ross had a liking for a player by the name of Stephen Tingay mm. back in the day, and he got drawn to Stephen Tingay, became a, bo uh, a Melbourne supporter. So he sat by and watched uh, his family celebrate Four premierships as Eagle supporters, and he's uh, he's been waiting patiently for Melbourne to wow. to, to get. It could be their year. So Roscoe, um, uh, I'm with Terry. I'm a Melbourne supporter this this uh, finals campaign as well. So thinking of you, mate. Good luck. Ross sounds like an interesting fellow, Stephen Tingo. Yeah, there we go. Where are we? You know, Ross. I, I think his mum told me that story. So yeah, there you okay. go. Oh yeah. Was yeah. it him or was it him or Gary Moorcroft or something? Oh, the Schwartz. Down to those two. Schwartz. David yeah, Schwartz. No, I was just thinking of other. Entertaining footballs around the period. So, <laughs> um, by race six, we're going to get a good, uh, good feel for pattern um, in the Crown Towers handicap over the sixteen hundred meters. Yeah. What do you, what do you have down as the, um, as a speed map here, BJ? Um, recharges up to the mile. Winkers are off. I don't think that'll be um, gung ho. Well, they weren't gung ho the other. They could have led the other yeah. day, and they've ended up handed, I think handing might, up and breezing. I think so. they might sail across. Like, whew. yep. Um, do you think there's a chance we'll see Pikey kick up and try and lead him with a horse that he described as relatively headstrong? Yeah. Rather than park in on a leader's back? Well, um, the thing that I was noticeable about recharge, the, the, the lead was there for the taking um, last start, mm -hmm. last Saturday, and Stevie was happy for OBH to come from a length and a half back, go around it, and then park outside OBH. So yep. for mine, they prefer to. For mine, re bunny. Yeah, for mine, recharges should be rallying in front, but I get the impression they've got a plan in their minds that, that he needs um, he needs to be outside the leader. Yep, and so, especially up to the mile. They yeah. want to do it really calmly, but he might just end up in front. He might end up in front choices, by default. Correct. It's only um, – this is really a race with an amazing amount of horses that won't go forward without doubt. Giant Leap, Ukbar, Ted, General Grant doesn't have much speed. I think they'd be willing to if yep. it jumped well. Um, yeah, Shorty McGrady, he wouldn't mind pushing forward with that general. Yeah, no. so he could even if free charge leads ends up in the breeze or it's it, that's the only other horse, but the rest of them are really 
sitting sprinters. Yep. So um, this should be a pretty quietly run race. And if Pikey, yeah, can find the top with Karajini Aurora, I suspect um, be a hard. She'll be hard to beat. She, I actually marked her favourite here. I'm a bit concerned about the inside pad. Only a slight favourite. She's not my bet. The current price, um, but I just I think that win against Call Again, who came out to win well, and then the third placing behind Brave Dream Red Hot Tip, I think that's the best form line mm -hmm. potentially from this race. Um, look, I'm, I'm just naturally going to take. A, I think Giant Leap starts unders every start. Like Giant Leap deserves to be probably favourite or equal favourite, and that's fair enough. But what are we talking at the moment, Burn? Burn two fifty. <laughs> Two, yeah, two fifty, yeah, two forty-five. First so, time I've ever been ben. called Burn. <laughs> that's good, isn't it? Man, serious. You just, you just turned 87. Um, yeah, so Giant Leap is always under the odds. So I'm happy to look around Giant yeah. Leap just for that reason. Yeah. Um, definitely under the odds, yeah. Yeah, and um, I think the rest of these are pretty ordinary besides that. Megadon is a horse that will improve with a quieter ride, but it's it's just a battler. I really like Clint Johnston Porter going on. Um, Recharger, I don't think will be able to run a race in a mile. The Cat Ratcher, not for me. Alma Halo, definitely not for me. General Grant fell in last start off the seven days. That win, look, it was an ordinary form, form reference with um, Stafford's lad running second. But the middle of that track, it was the only horse that won off the fence just about, wasn't it? Tricks. Tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade. Mm -hmm. You always how good that win is. Mm. He's literally getting the hot, right? hot pad. Um, so for those... Playing along at home. Our, oh, it's actually a bit of a pause. one-one mascot, Spotty. He always loves coming over and having a drink from his bowl while we're recording. Doesn't he drinks. He? he drinks twice a day, and he drinks for about a minute and a half every time. Um, so, long story short, is uh, Upa Ted's not going well enough. Loses the claim. Big weight. I'm taking it on. So yeah. I'm just happy to take most of these on. Um, Glamour Pact is is the one that I've I've come to with a really. A real high degree of confidence, actually, BJ. I'm, I'm pretty happy with the ten bucks each way or nine fifty each way across the board. Um, Glamour Pact's campaign has been building really, really nicely, and if we just focus in on the last three runs, um, super effort behind Notorious One on the seventh of August. Uh, I don't think there was a huge amount between the last couple of hundred meters of it and Giant Leap. Mm -hmm. um, it was forced a long way back. It's then drawn two wide gates. Um, got back to both times been forced to snag. And I love a horse that can begin well, that's forced to snag, like from a good gate. And if you go back through Glamour Pack, most of its wins, it's just parked just behind the speed, get out, and it's pretty tough to the line. Yep. Um, so the, the second behind Devoted Star was it was a really, really nice run. We had to go back to last with Troy Turner on and tried to circle him. Devoted Star didn't go around a horse. It was, yeah, it was never going to beat it. And still got within a length. I, I just thought that was a super run. And yeah. then came out seven days ago. And, and again, we have to remember how bad the centre of the track was. Um, I thought the effort to run sixth um, down on, on a quicksand pad was, um, yeah, it was superb. Off seven days, a bit of a sign of intent from the yard. Um, should we just said there's not much speed in this and yep. it, it's got reasonable gate speed. So it should be able to park on the back of um, leader leader's back. You can figure out where the best spot is. Um, I, I, not thought that if, much I thought if Karajini Aurora sits, Gummer Pack lands 1-1. Yeah, so yeah. That, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Jordan can say, okay, the rail's bad at this point. Let's stay off it and go one one. Mm -hmm. Or the rail's playing nicely. Let's get in the back of the leader. He can make a decision in that sense. But um, this is a horse I've been waiting to draw a gate. Been waiting to get to the mile. Uh, I think it's um, I think it grinds it out really nicely when it gets a soft run, needs cover, um, which it should get from two. There is a situation where Recharger crosses them, Carrageenie Aurora has its back, and Glamour Pack into the breeze, mm -hmm. and that would upset me. But that'd be stiff if that's how the map eventuated. But it's a possibility. But um, yeah, I'm look, BJ, I, I'm for 
four dollars glamour packed. So um, nine dollars fifty each way. This is this is I reckon my best value bet of the day. And I don't back them each way usually unless they're near three bucks. But I've taken the two fifty a place because I just think it's um it's going super. There's four or five horses. I'm happy to put a line through. Um, and it's it's a map type horse who who loves a good map and can grind out a good finish as we saw in last year's champion what's it called the country championship final and whatnot yeah, West, most of the races West, West so. Speed platinum final yeah exactly yeah. right yeah. so look there's there's a potential a giant leap carry junior Aurora might have some more class late and yep uh we will find out but yeah again i don't think there was much between giant leap glamour packs run three starts ago i think glamour packs only improved since then um gets a little weight swing loses pike does giant leap and um we get the 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 map advantage for glamour packed while giant leap might have um just be a few more further spots back so yeah very happy to play each way glamour packed here cool might follow your lead there guru my tip in the leg up giant leap i was hoping for more like 320 might wobble with pike off i think yeah currently 250 that's a no-go zone at the moment it's very how, short for, for a horse like giant leap how was your market though like what like general grants 460 um like general grants got to wobble from that a little bit doesn't it yeah it's a funny race isn't it i mean i, mean, I mark glamour pack nine dollars yep what uh, was your what was your market actually uh, so i was 340 giant leap mm -hmm. and then i was like five dollars carrageenie five dollars general grant nine dollars okay glamour pack i actually had i actually thought Ukba ted um actually had half half the price i got eleven dollars okay. so that's probably taken off you get a big off pace track it's yeah and I thought t t Turner going on, even though he probably just wanted to hop off Alma Halo, but I thought Turner going on might be a might be able to switch Ukbar Ted on as well. But positive, Lactar off. Sorry, it's the reverse, isn't it? Well, I think Lactar's just he's hopped off to ride the Peter's horse. Yeah, but uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I think Ukbar Ted's better than what it's been going. Mm -hmm. Is my point. Uh, so, but yeah, I don't know. I just I felt I'd have run I its felt in its trials. Yeah, I felt a lot of that's true. I felt a lot of hesitation with this particular race. The, the middle of the program is quite challenging, mm. I felt. But from a tipping point of view, as I said, giant leap on top, notorious one form, stands up, just got just got gunned down late by Bad Wolf. But I, you know, I wrote in the leg up that Bad Wolf and Nobel Lawrence, who giant leap split the other day, if either of those were in this field, that'd be pretty hard in the market, I would have thought. So no surprise to see Giant Leap favourite. Yeah. A bit surprised to see it that short. But again, something's got to take up the, the percentages in this market because there's a lot of horses that thought Terry said that you can just effectively, yeah. effectively put a line through. So yep. Giant Leap really should be winning, but I'm not confident and I'm not keen. I don't know to if Giant Leap's that good a horse either, you know. But you, yeah, 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 I, I, yeah. Yeah, Giant Leap's not – it's an inferior horse to Brave Dream and Carrigenia will push Brave Dream to some degree. Yeah. Not pushed it. But, yeah. yeah, different lines. If the, if the rail plays hot, um, you're not an each-way punter. My, my thought process might be to save Carrigenia back Glamour Pact. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just keep it simple. Yeah, so, yeah, I was Giant Leap, Carrigenia, Aurora. They were the two. Um, and But I might end up just following the guru in here and having a little oh, something on can tell uh, Glamour Pact. Can sometimes, can't I? Yeah, you sold it well. I was, this is a horse. You know, I tell you there's some horses I'm waiting for for the right setup, and you usually what? don't get the right setup. But Glamour Pact is a horse that I've been saying, just give me a barrier, give me a weakish field, give me a nice map, and this is just – it's a real box ticker. And I love Jordan being on as well. Um, it's his horse rather than Troy, so um, – yeah, I, yeah. I think the money will come. Surely, I just think everything else is too thin in the yeah. market. Besides Carrigenia, I think Giant Leap has to wobble. I think General Grant has to wobble, and I can't see the money coming for Alma Halo, Megadon, Recharger, or Ukbar Ted, or the Cat Ratcher. So, yeah, I'm um, I'm pretty happy, and I'm I'm playing each way. Do you know what time of the day I'm going to play it each way? All day. 
All day? Yeah, each way all day. <laughs> each way. Just wins. All day, just Didn't wins. say that. Doesn't just win. Doesn't just win. Cancel. Glamour Cancel. packed. Glamour packed. Feature of the day, race seven. The Here's Han. a justy, isn't it? Han, super dry. Is this a justy? Justy. Just wins. Notorious one. I don't know. What do you Ooh, Possibly. What do you Han, super dry, finally stakes, listed 125,000. Tell me, what are Han super drives like? Are they, are they, are they popular amongst the, the beer swillers these days? Dogway, I think you're fine. Han yeah. super dry. Ah, uh, no, it's Han super dry. Is Han, which one? What do we have at the awards? Not Carlton dry, Jess. Yeah, that wasn't very popular. That's why, that's why I was so messy so early because I had to hop onto the red wines. Either, yeah. so, so who is responsible? It was either, it was either who, doing Todd Carney and go and bubble it, or um, <laughs> who, who do we blame? Hey? That was unnecessary. Wasn't it? Who, um, who do we blame? Yeah. Carlton Dry is that no good or what? What's the, oh, not a big, not no. a big fan of Carlton Dry. No, no, not a big fan. I saw Pete Antonitz look at the Carlton Dry. He wasn't happy. He was, was disgusted. He, no. he was no. disgusted. So no, he gave it the body slam, didn't he? <laughs> he sure did. Uh, so yesterday, when uh, the markets came out for the Farnley Stakes, I think I believe Tell Them We're Coming was favourite, Notorious one second favourite, but they've effectively taken each other's places in yeah. the in the current market with uh, Notorious one having its first crack at black type that has been supported into a current $2.40 favourite. Tell them we're coming, taking the second line of betting at $3.50. Taking a sit. Mm. Which um, leg is Brad Rewilla riding without? Mate, um, this is incredible. Yeah. He's got the 56. I guess it's only another half, but um, shows some intent, likes the horse, obviously, as you would. It's so a $25,000 race, but Brad Rewilla would rarely get below 57, uh, 56 for a real stretch. So to get to 55 and a half, Keen, I'd say. Well, Ponoff got down to 55. Yep. And see what happened? Yep. Um, bang, yeah, bang, well, ex yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. LK in form. Kurt's hottest trainer. So, yeah, so Brad Rewill is obviously he's doing a top job getting his weight mm. under control. 55.5 kgs. Tell him we're coming on Saturday. That's a huge sign of intent. If, if yeah, uh, That's told him he's coming. Yeah, he's coming. He's Blinkers coming. off, um, tongue tie off, um, lugging bit off. Interesting triple gear change as well for a horse who I thought was going super and didn't need a huge amount of fiddling around, um, in all fairness. No, I never liked that, and that's that's one of my things. I never really liked that. But, um, yep, I do trust the Morton Yard. Yeah. Um, they know what they're doing in that sense. But, um, look, this is a really easy map, I thought, BJ. Trap for Fools, amazingly, should find the front over 1,400 and, and probably gives a bit of cheek as well. Um, don't think it has a class or the sprint of too close to sun like we saw a couple of weeks ago, so I don't think it can win. This isn't wait for age, obviously, but um, it's, um, yeah, it's a nice map for Trap for Fools. The Breeze, maybe Nerf Bosk comes across, BJ. Or Western Temple. Um, well, that were the two. Yeah. One of them, Breeze is 1-1-1. One, one, one. Um, tell them we're coming, probably ends up. Leaders back. By default, yep. And then the best part, this map, why I love Notorious One so much is the map. So you've got Media Baron and Paddy Shadow drawn six and seven. They're, they're, I don't know if they're on Kalgoorlie campaigns or whatever they're on, but the two of them are just going to be very happy to drop out and settle last. So Notorious One lands fifth. He can either decide I'm going to take the back of either Nerf Bosk or Western Temple if, if maybe the centre of the track's better or I'm going to pop to the fence, ride it for luck if the fence is nice and take the back of Tell Them We're Coming. Mm -hmm. like, for me, CJP just... Just a, I know they're, they're going to go a bit slower here, which may not suit him so much, but he gets, he should land in fifth spot really comfortably. Like he can even muster up there. He can, he can do whatever. So, and then it just, just comes down to whether he's, um, whether he's good enough or not. And look, the, the form around him very simply doesn't add up. Um, giant leap has only gone so, so vital. Blast has gone so, so. La Farola didn't uh, fare well last week, but. It's the it way he's been doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's the way he's been doing it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, there's been something like, about like, it. How many know? horses could have, like, Got caught in that bump. I think Telemo, I think Telemo Cummin can do similar things to what he's done in those type of grades. I yeah. think Telemo Cummin really could. But um, the, the way that he he was pocketed, 
had to extricate with 58. Laferola was off and gone, like it was it was home. Yep. And then Notorious Ones sort of puts in these big bounds, doesn't he? He's a bounder, bound straight up to it was almost, <laughs> almost like a great Dane, don't you reckon? It was it was uh, it was just sort of like towered over Laferola and just sort of went up to it like he was playing a game and then just sort of looked at Laferola and went past it and one, the dog one ears pricked, sorry. The current affair dog man. Yeah. <laughs> He came <laughs> bounding over. <laughs> That's probably the greatest bit of television I've ever seen. I that mean. is hilarious. Um, that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I'm a very keen Notorious One. Do you know how um, with Notorious One we often say it'll be, it's quite we'll scary say it'll be a difficult watch? Yeah. I don't think this will be. Yeah. I reckon this will be a really easy watch. I love it. I, love I do. It. I really do. I, got to tell I think by this stage of the day, the centre of the track might be best and um, 100% I'll tell him tomorrow on the yeah. fair edge. Um, yeah, I, I know he does a bit wrong in the run, but, um, geez, Clint hasn't pulled the stick yet and any of his three wins under him. So, And his loss, um, yeah, he was stiff in his loss with the way that obviously the horse did has his tricks as he does. But, um, yeah, look, the small field should suit a horse with tricks. It only has to, yeah, just the way he can accelerate and put a couple on him, like the way he took La Farola and said, nah, and again, I know Laferola didn't frank that form, but I think Laferola had excuses. So always an ass to go up to this level. And um, yeah, I wouldn't be forgetting Western Temple either. Just uh, deserves third favoritism. Um, I'm 240. Uh, what's that? 235? 235, Notorious One, 360. Tell them we're coming in about 550 Western Temple. Can't really have the rest. Yeah. Very much aligned with you. I was 250 notorious one, but that was more of a draft price because the prices were already out by the time I got around to it. So 250 would do me. Hopefully we can get a bit better than that on the bet for exchange, but fair.com.au. But I'm with Terry. Notorious one, the way that this race maps out, the smallish field drops in weight, even though it is out of the handicap. Um, still as an 85 rater in a 90 plus. This horse is on the march, should be unbeaten this prep, and I think it can. Uh, it'll win again. Yep, very keen. Race number eight, the Schweppes handicap over the 1,400 metres, uh, a 66 plus, which I'm sure will divide opinions, BJ. Current market has Downforce and Temptation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very close to your equal market, Alex, at four bucks. How have you, uh, how have you viewed this race, Byrne? I liked Temptation first up. I thought the run was ordinary. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a bit better than ordinary. I think it was I, a worse race than this, and it, I reckon it went up and down. Yeah, I think it was a pass mark, though. Did you remember? Do you remember what Danny Morton said to us? Because we had him on yeah. that for that show. No, remember what he said? It's an Genuine out and out stayer. Stayer. Now, what yeah. do you? What do I? I've thought more about that. To me, that means its work's been more dour this mm -hmm. time in. That's the, that's what I got from that. Yes, yes, and it feels like they've got long range, more long range plans with Temptation rather mm -hmm. than rather than rushing her into feature races. I imagine they're just going to try to plot their way through ratings, middle distance ratings races onto maybe an Ascot Gold Cup or something when racing returns to to Ascot and 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 then maybe if Perth she Cup? yeah on a Perth Cup path, but but yeah, it was it was. I'm just sort of getting hoodwinked by her class. What are you her, getting? Her class hoodwinked. Hoodwinked okay. by her class factor temptation. I thought that's what you said. And really, sure. there's not a lot. There's a lot of these horses are kind of just sort of they're reasonable enough, but they're either touch out of form or on their marks or past their prime. But I end up with temptation on top. If I probably did the race again, I would have shown a bit more courage and maybe put Avalon Bay on top. Actually. You can do that now. This is why we got we got take two. Yeah, it's it's a real. Uh, 
I, you know the yard obviously a lot better than I. Toddy mm. was on our table at um, the awards night, mm-hmm. which we didn't win. Um, and I, I wouldn't say they're the most aggressive of yards. So to see him scratched, and oh, he's probably dirty scratching barrier one now yeah. <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to see him scratch for this race, you'd suggest that's a sign of intent. They think the horse is going well. And obviously he's got a very good first up record. Beat yeah. Sentimental Hero first up last campaign with Vicky Cora out, Vicky Corbett out riding the wizard. The wizard, I yeah. remember that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good sign of intent from the yard. Yeah, and I think the trials have been handy enough as well for Avalon Bay. So it's mm-hmm. had the double trial, so it's ready to rip. Has a terrific first-up record. As I said, if I had my time again, I probably would lean towards yeah, Avalon if I Bay. Had my time again. The thing that I like about Avalon Bay is he was previously trained by Todd's father, Robbie, who's, who's now retired. But they were – Robbie was very – keen on keeping their, his horses in their right grade. And as a result, if you go back through, Avalon Bay has won its races midweek or in a provincial, and then by the time it's come to town in a graduation handicap, it's, carry, it's been forced to carry 59, right? So it it's almost like it's got to got to a rating in a graduation on Saturday and it sort of hasn't had an opportunity to win on yep. a low weight. So I like the fact that Toddy's put Avalon Bay in a 66 plus and it can slide in with 55 kgs. It's very rarely has it been allowed to um, carry a weight like this. So for me, from a good draw, I, I like Sean McGrady going on this horse. I reckon Avalon Bay can give this a big shape in a race that lacks a bit of depth for mine. Yeah, when I mean, you're talking downforce is your favourite at the moment. Yeah. And downforce, yeah. fair enough, deserves to be uh, right at the pointy end of the market, but downforce is a hard horse to trust. How many times has we said this looks downforce's race, you know? Yeah. Uh, only two wins last campaign with Lactar on as well, so yeah. that's always something to note. And Temptation, it says your other horse at the pointy end of the market, I, yeah, I, I can't have on that first run, and um, it wouldn't surprise me to see sharp improvement. I think yeah. she's obviously the best horse in this race. Yeah. Um, but uh, you made a really good point. The rest of them are sort of hit their mark. Skin and Tins looks to have flattened out this prep. Diableri, we know how good he is, but... It's not impossible, Diableri. Um, Peppy Jake leads, and I think that's why Brad went up so short. Um, and there's no real pressure on the map. Um, what happened last start? That was weird. Yeah, Jake tried to take a hold over a mile. It was odd, but that's that's the type of run. If you just put a line through it and you go back through the form, and it's it's not bad form at all, especially for a soft map. Was there um, was there anything in the stewards report? Yeah, big one. Yeah, yeah. they questioned her about yeah. it. And he got fined. James Grove got for, fined. So that was not not notifying of the tactics. Okay, I missed so, that. I missed yeah. that in the wash up because. Yeah, that was a, and it was a low pressure race as well. So it was a good opportunity yep. to roll forward, sit outside leader. That's Peppy Jack yep. likes to do. So interesting, interesting. Yep. Yeah. Um, I imagine that they won't be doing that again. No, no. Well, they're the only leader here, so it looks a bit of a gift map. And um, and then Miracle Man, the bars go on back in front off a big absence, and I think he's just going to plod, especially under the sixty one. He's he's at peak, and he's eight bucks fourth favorite. I mean, that tells you a story about the race. So yeah, I, I think Avalon Bay. Um, I've actually marked. This is where I need to probably just reassess a little bit. I've marked Avalon Bay nine dollars, but I think I've got that too. Long. Long. Um, I like what you've just said, and I think Avalon Bay might turn into a bit of a save for me here. I'll probably have to think about it shortly, but gonna just gonna go with a horse I reckon that's missed, been missed in the stewards report, BJ. I think it should have been heavily in the stewards report last start. Uh, Miss Miss Marietta. Um, Miss Marietta's a horse, sorry, and we will probably both agree, has always promised a lot, always had a lot of ability, but a lot of its preparations um I think Hannah Fitzgerald wrote it for a whole prep or it's just – I think it's just found – it's been poorly placed or ridden or it hasn't, it hasn't found the right setup. So last campaign they said from the start, righto, Clint Johnson to Portia on for the entire campaign. Seven starts, um, three wins a second. Um, once it was stiff. Um, another time it was first up when it ran fifth in the Pearl Classic. That was a huge Big run, run first yeah. up. Um, and the second was behind What About Moses who made that form look pretty good. Uh, as the campaign progressed um, – 
the, the, the best runs were at Ascot as well, circling the field. It's a type of horse where if you go back through its best runs and its best wins, they've always been, even once Hannah actually got caught deep when chasing down Buddley Ladd, um, they've been making sustained runs from the 600 type of thing. For me, even though the wins have been at Ascot, I reckon this is a better horse suited to Belmont, the way, um, the way she races. Last start, she was traveling so well into the race and – I don't know. You you watch the replay later and let me know. But I reckon she's been held up the entirety of the straight. I reckon she was travelling nicely. You give her a, a little turn of the reins of the hundred once they sort of put a length on her. But she's not the type of horse that's going to pick up and sprint in behind them. Like I just think she travelled so not. She was going to let down. You get her to the outside, and she was letting down and going past. And there's not a, there's not a wink about being held up um, at any at any point. Um, to me, plus it she, looked, she had to pass like she bit. resented almost being, being between horses. Being between horses. Yeah. And it was almost like the horses in front of her yeah. were just sort of holding their spot so she didn't have anywhere. Oh, she was Mate, my I reckon Maddie she, on the I reckon she the finishes. Day, so. Oh, yeah, she was too. Yeah, so where, where do you think she's going to get though? She's going to be like, uh, Okay, so that's 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 a query here and I can't give you an exact map. Um, it's not impossible they push forward to the Brodies and that would upset me because I don't think that's the goal here. Um, but you've got a lot of horses that are going to want similar spots and I think you just got to back Clint Johnston Porter in. If, if you get caught deep, no cover, she's done that in the past, and that, it's not necessarily going to be the worst spot to be at this stage of the day, I don't think. Um, but that that is a query is where she gets to, but I prefer her drawing nine than one, if that makes sense. Um, we, 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 we were keen on skin and tins three starts ago, and again, we couldn't really map it. We just I just said, I think this horse is going really, really well, yep. and it's going to need the ride. And look, I'm happy to back CJP, and this is his type of horse. He knows the horse. They get along extremely well. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just, I'm very surprised, um, that there is nothing in the stewards report because as I said, she was held up to at least the last hundred. But pleasantly surprised in fact. Yeah, pleasantly. So she was $17, $18 earlier and I, I didn't pull the trigger thing if you missed. Unfortunately, she's into about 13, 14 now. So I don't know, but I don't, I don't know whether I can, cause I have so much, cause I have such a lack of faith in the top end of this market i think they could all drift i don't know whether to pull the trigger at the 14 dollars, but i'm the guy i'm five six dollars miss marietta oh, it's ten dollars miss marietta oh there you go so yeah. it's still it's still above your price yeah. at um at that market it, again this is probably the greatest example of i could take 14 now maybe i have to take 10 on the day if they're making ground and wide's the best spot so and that's fine taking yeah. a slightly lesser tax, price so yeah. that's probably the way to go here is um is, is hold fire and um and see how the track's playing but i yeah, I can't see any reason Miss Marietta doesn't win this. Um, yeah, I think it might be the horse with the most upside. And BJ pointed out before that a lot of these have hit their marks. And Diablier has been up and down all like You know what I mean? It's had a little one-month break, comes back. And all the runs are nice. But, I mean, Diablier, zero demerits, um, skin and tins. They're just been, they've all just been plotting all prep, you know. And Miss Marietta is sort of the fresh horse in the scene and was super second up last campaign. So, um, yeah, I think Miss Marietta each way is, is one of your better value bets on the card. Um, and for no reason whatsoever, um, I'm expecting improvement from point taken. Um, Lactar, it's a Lactar horse, but it hasn't beaten a horse on this campaign, first, second up or in a trial. But I don't know, I'm just expecting. Remember, Lockie did tell us to be on third up. But better than that. Yeah. It is better than that, but um, it's you can't tip it with any type of confidence because the runs have been poor. As I said, I tipped Temptation in the leg up. However, um, oh, at the prices, the way things have shaken out, I think Avalon Bay is, is value. I marked Avalon Bay five fifty. Currently nine dollars available, so that's why you're five fifty. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So this is yeah, this is this is. This is probably the only reason I enjoy doing the podcast with you. So uh, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, so I can, um, yeah, so sometimes it's good to reassess and I, I reckon you bang on what you said there and I reckon I might look at a little a little chop on, um, on Avalon Bay. Okay. 
Okay, BJ, it is now time for the get out stakes. Just had a mid get out stakes little hiccup there. Gangi. Ah, hopefully there's no hiccups in this race. H I oh hang on. S T E A K S. Proudly brought to us by who Ben? The largest retail butcher shop in Perth, Terry, Market City Meats, located at the Cannibal Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he's been with us from the get-go. Him and his team, they run a very solid operation out there at Market City Meats. Drop in, have uh, have a look around. Let Timmy know that you listen to the 1-1 Your WA Racing Podcast. Congratulations to episode 92 winner, Damien Leopold. He, he was nearest the pin with this spin the knife 0.17 length prediction. The official margin was 0.14 length. So he was almost... Bang on, but I didn't. The the selections were quite varied last week. I thought I thought we'd have more of a rush on spin the knife, but mm. um, well, there was, I'm very happy for Damien, but I really wish he lost it last week. I think there was one person who nominated Mystical View. Mystical View, mm. yeah, that was a bit stiff. So anyway, congratulations, Damien. Um, I'm sure you're enjoying those gourmet group scrumptious cuts of. Beef from Market City Meats. Now to enter, listeners, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, send us a message at the 1-1-Pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win race nine at Belmont this Saturday and a decimal winning margin. Two decimal places are preferred. And, of course, Terry, how can we forget? First in, Sam White, best dressed. Correct. The Sam White rule, time-honoured Sam White rule. Get your orders, get your orders, get your entries in quickly. And get your orders You get your in. best chance to... Uh, to, what about uh, our River Eats? Yeah, we have. Yeah. Actually, that was uh, good. Singer, it's good. Yeah, this coffee's going down well. So, yeah, so. I needed them. Sam White rule, all important. Don't forget, get out steaks, Market City meats, get involved. Bloody kids keep me up all night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not that funny. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Well, I wonder. I think we'll be a little bit more varied, um, a little more Patrick Vieri mm-hmm. uh, here in the uh, in the last. Um, should be some differing opinions. Uh, speed map wise, OBJ, let's let's do this race from the beginning because this is this is this along with probably the previous, probably the two best races to dissect. The beginning, yeah, great. map it. Let's map it. Clips the comfort isn't the quickest horse away, but should hold out. Pooley, I agree. Um, Lacta needs to be careful though because Pooley can go pretty quick early. Um, Sir Snugglelot, um, looks tough. <laughs> Sir Snugglelot, yeah, it does. Um, but look, I think Pete will probably at this stage of the day. There's probably no issue with just. Rolling out three deep, but otherwise you might try and tuck in behind one of the two of them. That'll probably be the guy I'd suggest. Yep. Um, you probably won't have too much hassle doing so either. That, that probably probably will eventually, but it doesn't matter. Surf's not just going to get in the way of other horses. Good win last start, um, but this is this is a little bit different, a little bit a bit, a little bit tougher. A little bit tougher, yeah. A little bit tougher for Sir Snuggler, in my humble opinion. Um, MTA, what do, you, what do you reckon from Barrier 13? I think they've got to be conservative first up. Yeah, okay. So mm-hmm. MTA uh, MTA is a horse that did win first up last campaign at 1,200. If they drew a gate, they probably would have. Yeah. Look, again, maybe Trevor and, and Brad might sit just before the race go, look, it's playing nicely wide. Let's let's roll forward in a three-wide line, and that could be the, the spot to be. So it's a possibility that happens. Um, Bumper Humper from 12, BJ, uh, has really good tactical speed. Probably it now Danny. Two Pikey couldn't hold it the other day. No, it yeah. now Danny are two horses who both have really good tactical speed but awkward gates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've got to try and use that speed and come across, and you just got to hope you can find a spot. Um, 
but uh, they should be landing prominently. Um, three secrets should get the run of the race just in behind the speed, second up long spell. And Dunbar should be um, just behind them as well. Um, two schools of thought for me with Dunbar, whether A, I think Dunbar the cat. I know it got to the wrong part of the track, yes, um, last week. Um but uh, this is harder, but it does look a suitable setup. It's either A with Dunbar, is it suited being closer to the fence late in the day? Mm -hmm. Or B, being on the back of Cliffs and Pulley, will that be a tremendous spot to be with two strong leaders towing you into the race? So there's probably two different thought processes um, to go down there. But, yeah, interesting finish for the day. Yeah, I, I, I wrote in the leg up. Most people will be pretty keen to hop off Dunbar. I think it was D-Day for Dunbar last Saturday and he loomed and couldn't get it done. Went back through the daily sectionals, Vince Cardi daily sectionals, and, I, and the win of Sassy Trader, that's two starts in a row, Sassy Trader has been really fast and the, the rating of the race from a speed rating point of view has stacked up. So mm -hmm. it was almost three lengths back to third. I know it wasn't a... It wasn't a very good race in terms of depth, so that can be a touch misleading. However, I still think there was merit in the performance. Travelled well, let down, but the winner was just too good on the rail. So reckon, make, reckon make, of that, make of that or what you will. You put know? Sassy Trader too off it and put Dunbar on it. It's probably a different result. That's how hot the rail was. Yeah, so, yep. that's something. that. So I, I think a lot of people will be down on the performance. Yeah. I'm – I'm not ready to completely put a line through Dunbar. And as a result, mm -hmm. I've got Dunbar on top. Do you reckon it can hold A, can it, and does it want to hold the back of those two or does it want probably a bit of separation? It just depends what Cliffs of Comfort and Paulie do early in terms of the speed battle and whether it's intense early or whether they're just happy to come across and let, do you know what I mean? It'll, yeah. it, if, there's a, if there's a fight for the lead, then that'll probably draw Dunbar into maybe being three back the fence, something like that, three back one off, something like that. Who's doing one? Megazone. Yeah. He'll be in front of Megazone, Dunbar. So yeah, He's probably going to be on the fence. That's yeah. Least. So he's either going to be leaders back or three back the fence. I think they'll be dependent upon the pressure of the race early. However, I still think Dunbar can conserve and – Get into galloping, get it, get into galloping room, and finish with a rush. But Terry did mention the fact that there's horses such as Sir Snuggalot and Three Secrets, who more more so Sir Snuggalot, who could act as potential roadblocks mm -hmm. in that situation. So that's why the Wizard gets paid the big bucks because he makes the right moves more often than not. For me, I'm going again. Dunbar on top. What price are we talking here, Terry? Let me bucks. get. What is it? Four bucks. Four favorite. bucks. Okay. Yeah. Thin. Um, no, that's about right. I was I was three ninety Dunbar. Okay. It was three ninety Dunbar, three ninety Pooley. What's Pooley? Hang on, where are we? Four fifty. Four fifty. Yeah. So I Jeez. thought they were, I thought they were similar. I think Pooley's a better horse. Jeez, but there is you, eight. You probably want to back Pooley with me then, I reckon. <laughs> Pooley's a better horse, I think. But eight kilos is has to be of some significance. Eight kilos late. and no rail. That's yeah. that's wild stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good take on race, I reckon. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of these win, but let's just like roll down the market in order. And I, yeah, Dunbar for me, that's that's thin enough. I'm 550 Dunbar, and that's that's mainly on respect for Pike. But I have, I'm going into this meeting with the mindset with how the three meter pads played, especially later in the day. I don't know if, if rails in run um, with cover is going to be a greater spot. So I've maybe given it a, 
a knock that I shouldn't have there. Um, but I'm sort of five fifty Dunbar, thirteen dollars pulley. Um, just from the breeze with sixty two. I just yeah. I can't see it. I just just cannot see it. Uh, if it wins, like good on it, like great stuff. Like we got a horse here, you know. Um, and then I'm eleven dollars Cliffs of Comfort, who I just don't think's come back quite as well. And I actually think this horse. What, will miss, what, I thought this horse will miss Joey as a party. Yeah, I agree. What price did you have Mystical View? Uh, I am. Mystical View, I'm $6. Mm. Um, so Mystical View could just about be a bet, but I'm, I'm probably not looking that way, even though it's above my quote, because it's it's more I'm just a little bit concerned about horses that got that good rail yeah. last week and yeah. how their runs are made to look probably a little bit better than they were. You put – if you got, go back and watch that race, the best run from that race was all-day session, yeah. for my mind, comfortably. Yeah. Wasn't there something um, down the outside in that race, Solid Azza? That was a good run Solid Azza well. was yeah. huge, but it yeah. does that, yeah. you know. It's, yeah. yeah. All-day session from, from a good gate can land closer and mm. I feel like it's one we can continue to follow um, with a bit of rain around. Um but yeah, I think this is a race we can look for a little bit of value, um, and I'm gonna yeah, do that. Definitely, yeah. I'm gonna sure. yeah. I think even yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna be with Megazone here from Barry One, but it's going super. Um, but it's not the way I want to go. But um, sort of, before you get to yours, I was sort of thinking Paris St George might run a race, but yeah, it, but I, was expect, I was expecting it to be longer. So. Yeah, it'll be it'll be popular, Paris and George. I reckon. I don't know if you're going to get much more than the twelve, yeah. thirteen dollars okay. available because it's a horse that I think will be really suited by a hot tempo. Um, I remember first up last campaign or the campaign before Chloe rode it, and I was on, and I think it was a misread of the race from me because it was always going to be a walkathon. And Paris and George just wasn't suited in a walkathon trying to sprint him. Um, my, my worry is it might just be run off its legs too far. Yep. Um, so, well, I, I really think the new season four-year-olds are the way to go. Um, and I really like how they're competing um, against the more seasoned horses, I guess, even though they're quiet season now. And the two that fit that bar, the two I mentioned before, are now Danny and um, and Bumper Humper. Um, our Danny, first of all, um, forgive the run on the heavy 10, didn't handle that whatsoever. And last start, Jade McNaught didn't see daylight for the entirety of the straight. Um, a little bit of a pattern with a lot of Luke's horses at the moment that when Chris Parnham, William Pike, Paul Harvey go on, um, they're winning. Um, I think Luke's horses are really appreciating um, potentially a positive change of jockey in, in that sense. And I think our Danny is a horse who's – I think she's a really nice horse. I think her record should be better than the three three wins from 18 starts. She's got former and Gemma's son, Brooklyn Pier. Um, yeah, she, to me she's got all the right form. I think Chrissy Parnham can be semi-aggressive from the gate, try and slot in, and um, she's shown she can she can make ground. Her, her win at Ascot last campaign when she sat three deep, no cover the trip, was a, uh, a win of a really nice horse. So, yeah. Um, yeah, 12. Bucks, our Danny. That's that's more than enough for me to, to get involved there. Um, I'm five dollars eighty, our Danny, and it wouldn't surprise me if we see a bit of money for our Danny as well with that jockey change and um, and with her her top line three year old form. Um, yeah, I think there'll be a few people willing to forgive the last couple of runs uh, with Chrissy Parnham going on. The other one, as I said, was Bumper Humper. Um, First of all, it wasn't Steve Parnham that rode Bumper Humper in a trial on the 6th of August. No, it was Brad, Brad as the, um, mm. the race book says. So Brad going back on here, that's an important bit of information too, I think, because Brad took a fairly firm hold that day. For me, that was a hold of a, we've got something here. That wasn't a, oh, it's going well, I'm just going to take it. I think he was told, like, try and keep this in check. It was then well-backed um, first up for Willie Pike behind IC Red, IC Red and all-day session. Now, we were talking about horses not in stewards reports. Bumper Humper, let's have a look at the stewards report. Race keenly through the middle stages, which it did, bang on. Um, was a very uh, fierce horse. It she almost, was almost bolted, bolted on William. She Bob. was held up. Mm. She was held up to the 80. 
Pikey's tried to edge out when Guns and Navarone was getting um, in the way, then tried to go back inside, but because I see Red was laying in at forced all-day session to lay in, if you watch the head-on, Bumper Humper never got clear room basically of the entirety of the straight. He had to check and basically go from a standing start from the 100. To run third is far better than it looks. I, geez, just on that trial, on that run, and how that's not in the stewards report is wild. I, I'm a little flat with the 11 bucks. Um, it was seven. another one I think I'm going to be out of bet late. I don't think I need to rush into that um, from the gate. And if – the middle of the track isn't playing well or the fence is dynamite. I can just abort mission. Um, so this will be one I will be backing late. Our Danny, I'd back early, um, bumper humper late. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're the two I want to focus on. Um, to be honest, more so bumper humper as well. I think the horse is going really, really, really well. I think the IC Red um, all-day session form will add up and mm -hmm. um, they knew what they were doing in that trial taking a hold. And my guess – Mainly my hope is that we might see something near 20 bucks bet fair late. So Ooh. I'm going to have two reasonable size win bets, Bumper Humper and, and Al Danny here. We'll take the 12 bucks and, and something hopefully high teens for Bumper Humper late. And um, yeah, I think we can finish with a good result. Okay. Yeah, not, not a huge amount of confidence. How can you be overly confident with a horse like Dunbar? But uh, I'm a sucker for punishment and I'm not ready to give up on this, uh, this fellow just yet. Dunbar on top, uh, listen, listening intently to everything the guru has to say and he makes a lot of sense um, with his analysis of the get out stakes. So um, yeah, pick your poison there, punters. And uh, that brings our preview to a close and we will be back with our best bets, our maddies and our lays. All right, let's wrap things up, guru. It's our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. Finally, stakes day, Belmont Saturday, what do we got? I think a few of the ones that um, oh best first of all um, uh, race one um, number seven Harmaker and race seven uh, notorious one double bang them up bang bang five bucks six bucks yeah bang. I'll, I'll off you go I'll, yeah I'll go double down double yep. down on the double popular popular yeah. popular that's uh, that's my bet fair best as yep. well I think Harmaker J Dub and notorious one J Dub so we're not complying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you lay of the day. Okay. Always fraught with danger laying the wizard, William Pike. But mm. I think the 282.75 for Come Magic in race five is too short for mine. Come Magic is my lay of the day. Oh, I reckon you're brave there. Mm -hmm. I reckon you're brave. Yeah. Um, I'll lay Pooley in the last $4.50 on double figures. So race nine, number one. Pooley, um, if it wins from the breeze in that field. Wowee. Um, with 62, good job. Mm. Ooh, they wee. can have it. Mm. Maddie. Maddie was tough. Well, Maddie is tough. A lot of the ones I've tipped, um, there's a big chance they could wobble out to, to Maddie territory, but none of them are currently in Maddie territory. So um, I'm just we'll go with a, we'll go with the double. Um, race six, number two, glamour packed all up. Race eight, number five, Miss Marietta, about 150 to one. Just wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at this stage of proceedings, it was a challenge, real challenge, finding horses that fit into the uh, $20, $21 plus, $20 to $1 plus range. So for mine, the horse that is most under my price, it currently fits that category. Therefore, I'm going to lock it in as my Maddie of the day. Race six, number two, Hook Bar Ted, currently best available, $26. I had it less than half of that, so more than half of that price in my market. So Ukbar Ted, his best form with uh, Troy Turner back in the saddle, he can run a cheeky race at a big price. Less than half of that price. Yes. Sorry for what did I well. say? More than. More than, okay. Yeah. You get you get my drift. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, it is a good day for a punt uh, late on Bedford.